Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. There's obviously stuff in the news that we can talk about, including Los Angeles County banning Halloween now. So in case you thought the year couldn't get any lamer, now one of the best uh, holidays of all of them has been banned. I'm curious how they went about this, because Halloween isn't, I mean, it's celebrated in a secular way in the same way that Christmas generally is in the United Mm -hmm. States, but it's not a secular holiday. I want to know where the government owns Halloween. I mean, just privatize Halloween. We don't need governments, uh, you know, um, sanctioning or, or, you know, blessings to celebrate our holidays. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, there may be people calling the police, the armed criminals that they are on you if you come to their house uh, in Los Angeles County. I mean, they could just not answer the door. Yeah, right. That, that is how they should go about this. It's just- not... Sorry, it's not about safety is what I keep on saying. It's about compliance. It's not about safety. It's about compliance. And this compliance totally. is is really to drive a wedge between community people in communities, uh, people in, their, in families, people in homes. It's been like the common denominator of all this COVID, you know, uh, COVIDs. Uh, COVIDs. <laughs> COVIDs is what Jeff Berwick calls it. It's pretty funny, I think. But this, this COVID nonsense is, is it's just a, it's, it's a scam. And it's a scam. It's the same reason a war on terror is a scam. Same reason a war on drugs is a scam. Sure. People have obsessed over this this thing that they don't that doesn't actually have any impact on their daily lives, and they've used it as a as a weapon to tear their own families apart. And then yesterday, of course, we had the election here, primary election in New Hampshire, and uh, by the time that. Nobody, my, our co-host, nobody, myself, and my roommate went to go and vote. There had only been six other people the entire day, and there had been maybe five or six hundred voters out there at this particular voting location. Only six others had refused to wear a mask. So, and how, so there was less than ten total by the time we were done. I actually totally forgot to vote yesterday, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Cause it's okay, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Two people worth voting for. I, I was busy. I was doing stuff. Yep. You know, I got a bunch of pigs to take care of and sure. all kinds of things. But uh, in Henniker, they had two um, like two two places you go vote, mm-hmm. and one of it was for masked people. One of it was for unmasked. <laughs> really? And there's this one lady. Uh, she needs to get a lot of credit. Her name is um, Kathleen Lafargo Labonte. I think I got that right. Anyway, mm-hmm. she she was really impressed me at a selectman's meeting that I went to last week. Uh, over a mask mandate, actually, which we got shut down in Henniker. Nice. But she was uh, carrying on about how this is like Jim Crow laws where there's, you know, segregating people. And, yep. you know, she was, what if someone without a mask wants to go, you know, view ballots and like, well, you're going to have to. Well, I'm not going to wear a mask, she says. Also, we've got some sort of rotating special guest co-host. It was Jay Noon for the first segment. And now he has transformed into Luke Radowski from We Are Change. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate being on here. This is the first time I'm kind of letting anyone know that I'm here in New Hampshire. You did it. Yeah, finally. Uh, I actually never left after this year's Pork Fest. I, I heard. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm happy, that, you know, that that it hasn't gone around. But now I'm like, okay, it's enough. I, I've been here enough. It's time to let people know. I've been doing a lot of exciting, amazing projects. I've been having a lot Already. of fun here. Yeah, that's good. I mean, man. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I've been to some crazy places. I've been to Mogadishu, yeah, Somalia, to Venezuela, Venezuela, Caracas, Jeffrey Epstein's Island, Fukushima, <laughs> Japan. But there's no place crazier than New Hampshire. Oh, come I on. mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I saw a, a five year old kid walking door to door trying to sell nuclear weapons. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the amount of freedom that you have here, it's absolutely wild. I mean, I'm a city slicker. I'm from New York City, but coming here to New Hampshire, man, you guys got something special Hold up on. here. Are you sure you're not exaggerating? I mean, uh, n- maybe. I don't know. I-, I can't really fact check, so I can't... They weren't can't, nuclear weapons. They, they were biological weapons. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I-, I can't really confirm nor deny, but but uh, the amount of freedom here, I have to tell you, is pretty incredible. You feel like it's tangible from as somebody who's yeah. been in the city. I- I mean, I came from New York City. Mm-hmm. I came from the communist hellscape of New York City. New Yorkers, especially in rougher areas, we don't take any crap. Mm-hmm. And and the bodega owners are mandated by law to follow the made-up laws and incredences by Andrew Cuomo. So Andrew Cuomo says everyone has to social distance. Everyone has to wear a mask no matter what you're doing. Bodega owners are forced to tell everyone. Hey, you guys got to can't be together. They're, and if they get caught, they get their list, liquor license taken yeah. away. So, so this so is step being one. the yeah. unpaid enforcers yeah. on behalf of the government goons, which is exactly the way it is here. Yeah. So, you know, things may be good out in the woods in a lot of New Hampshire, and I, as I understand it, you've spent some time in the woods here, so that's oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but here in the big city of, uh, of Keene, <laughs> well, New Hampshire, I'm staying city. away from you, city slickers, man. I've learned the better ways. I've, I've hung out with but Jay. They're do, they're I'm doing done. The I'm done with you thing. guys. Yeah, you, they're you, doing the same thing here, though. They're telling business owners. If we catch you with people without masks on who don't have a, quote, medical exemption. So all you really have to do is just say you have a medical exemption and then everything should be okay. But they're going to target the business Not necessarily. A lot of the business aren't taking the risk. Yeah, they're scared. They're, yeah. they're not even letting anyone in with uh, without a mask. That's true. But I think they're misinterpreting the, the ordinances in that case. But effectively, they're turning the business owners into yeah. their unpaid enforcers, just yeah, like that's in That's because City. they have a whole bunch of communist bootlickers walking around saying, well, yep. we're going to take away your privilege to exist as a business, as a private right. enterprise. I mean, that's insane. I think it's actually your first time visiting Keene. I don't recall having you stopping through here at any Yeah, point. I don't I don't think I've been here before, but uh, well, welcome. Yeah, it's interesting uh, to, to say the least. I'm still learning about everything. I'm still, sure. you know, settling in. But if anyone has any kind of tips or ideas, whether on videos or what to do or what to see or what to hang out, you know, feel free to contact me on social media, whether it's, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. It's all under Luke We Are Change or We Are change i look forward to kind of integrating more with the community and being a part of the community because i know there's a lot of potential i also heard there's very little interpersonal drama within the community (laughs) so i wanted to where you're at i wanted to volunteer and to and to add some uh you know whenever i can so i would love to be a part of that kind of uh community uh you know let's see where what happens we've been fortunate here in Keene. i can't really think of any significant drama that's happened here in some number of years it's well there was jackie Oh yeah. Well, There's always other, drama other, other than that, I mean, it's all in Manchester, right? Yeah. That's where you find the drama. Here, everyone's really chill. Everyone just wants to achieve liberty. Well, you know, it it may also have to do with the size of the groups as well. So there's more people in Manchester, and the more people you add to, and yet any we given achieve group, more. How does more? that work? <laughs>
Well, you know, I'm not going to comment on that, but it's an interesting thing. And by the way, speaking of achievements, uh, you've called the race for yourself at this point, Aria. In the... Yeah, there's no reason not to. <laughs> I've known Jade for oh, okay. a very okay. long time, but but this year, like, we really started working together yeah, very closely on this kind of revised version of Man Camp for my pot-bellied city slicker <laughs> self. And I've been able to really kind of learn a lot of incredible stuff on, on you know, I even welded. I, I freaking welded. Wow. Who welds? Yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd be doing that, <laughs> but 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 I learned so much that I kind of uh, taken everything I learned and I'm doing now uh, survival self defense training courses. I just teamed up with uh, a Green Beret Special Forces friend Silver who's Dave. in the Liberty community. I don't know if he wants to be out. He's been on, he, he's been on the show. He, he I don't met, know if he wants yeah. to do that, but, but you know that that may Silver or may Dave's not be behind, his decision. He's the man behind Gun Church. I met that's, Silver that's, Dave. That's he's a, he's an awesome human being. Yeah. He's really cool. He's really I he I learned a lot from him as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. so I started you know teaming up and and learning and training and we started doing a training that we just did a few days ago to to you know random people coming in a lot of people were happy we're doing a second one this sunday okay also near concord new hampshire and if people want to find out more about that their information's on you know the wearechange.org website oh it is okay yeah good. yeah it's on wearechange.org and on the third kind of category it says survival apocalypse self-defense training course because if you're going to name something like that why not name it that <laughs> talking about you know battling with the town as we were talking about a little uh-huh. bit in the break uh so i got a letter from the uh zoning board in in henniker they want to uh they say i'm operating a junkyard oh boy. yeah because i got some farm equipment and uh you know i'm a farmer ridiculous <laughs> right you're you're by the way your house for listeners that are not familiar is completely invisible from the road right there's there's even if you did have a junkyard yep and you don't. I've been there before. Uh, it wouldn't be visible from anyone who didn't like go all the way up your driveway mm-hmm. and come right into where your, yep. your home area was. Or you're my neighbor. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know where your neighbors live. I've been there multiple times. I don't. You don't look around and see houses. It's You're surrounded by the yeah. woods. Well, I got a problematic neighbor. He hates free staters. Um, oh, so he called this in. Oh, yeah. He definitely. I mean, I'm sure he did. I you know don't have the evidence mm-hmm. yet. But that's going to be part of a public records request. I'm okay. putting together a, a a nice little response for the town because you know um, these towns are either governments or they're corporations. Uh, maybe they operate as both. But either way, if they're a government, you know th- the job of government is to secure and protect the rights of the individual. And uh, so somebody needs to make a claim and say they've had their rights damaged by me before a complaint can happen, mm-hmm. or. They're a municipal corporation and are operating on this, you know, uh, quasi-civil, you know, commercial commerce side of the law. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Small Town America is vicariously ran through Bar Association members, best I can tell. Mm-hmm. And all, all these towns are set up as municipal corporations that call themselves governmental agencies. The suffix on the end of a word AL means similar to or like. And in Massachusetts, it was proven at the Supreme Court that the Massachusetts State Police, and I, I talk about this a lot, 
just Google Massachusetts State Police, ACLU, Jack Collins is the name of the lawyer who represented the Massachusetts State Police. And what, what the Supreme Judicial Court in Massachusetts rules is that the state police are not required to answer uh, Freedom of Information Act requests because they are not part of the government, that they are huh. charitable organizations. <laughs> and what they used for evidence was the Massachusetts State Police is made up of 52 law enforcement councils, LECs. And these LECs have a, a tax identification number that begins with, I believe, 98. And the 98 at the beginning of a tax, and I could be wrong, I got to like fact check that because it's been a while. But the tax identification number of a beginning in this 98 is only given to charitable organizations like the American mm-hmm. Heart and Lung and the American uh, Cancer Society. So the Supreme Court ruled that these agencies are, um, that they are charities. No different than the American Heart. They don't have to respond to the well, Constitution. Well, great. I'd like to withhold my donations then to the charity. Yes. <laughs> Why am I being forced to donate to this charity? Because that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So there's other guys with property tax. Because the charity will then come in and take your uh, house right. from you, They'll as kill you discovered. You. They threatened you. They said that uh, you're, they believe you're running a, quote, junkyard. Yep. And you'd like to know, before you find out what their uh, definition of junkyard is, who are these people and how do their rules even apply to you in the first place? Exactly what my whole statement's going to be about. Uh, so the, I'm doing some public records requests in this. Like mm-hmm. I said, asking for the injured party. I'm going to ask for uh, th- them to prove that they are an Article 4, Section 4 Republican form of government, which is supposed to be a government you know, for the people and by the people with these limited things that it can do, which is only the protection of life, liberty, and property. And I want to know whose life, liberty, and property that they're protecting by saying, oh, the letter says that they will be for They'll have no choice but to take legal action against me if I don't go talk to them. So if they're going to take legal action, somebody must be injured. And if there's no injured, uh, no injured party, then these guys are threatening me. And it's, it's called false prosecution. It's called harassment. There's all kinds of uh, federal charges they can be charged with. I, you know, <clears throat> might be uh, rec- re- recommending a local federal prosecutor bring charges against uh you know, these guys, if need be. I don't know. All right. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here uh, on you with this, Jay. So they're going to, maybe they're going to say, well, Jay, come on. You know who the town is. You were at our town meeting the other day. Well, best I can tell, on Dun and Brad Street, there's a corporation calling itself Town of Henniker, which mm-hmm. is a name on a piece of paper. Paper. Pretty much from what I can tell, especially in Palmer, which was incorporated in like, you know, 1730 whatever. That's 17... the Massachusetts town where you right. were born. Uh, and where I did a lot yeah. of activism. So so that, so that what they did is, in the 1920s, all these towns did a bunch of charters. So these towns were all declared independent, uh, essentially, by the the Declaration of Independence. Everything became declared independent with on, on these, you know, 13 different nations, essentially. Or, or these colonies that became uh, separate sovereign na- nations after, you know, the Revolutionary War. So... <clears throat> The uh, what I found actually I haven't even digged it up yet in the town of Henniker, but all these towns have some charter that came out like nineteen after nineteen twenty three, mm-hmm. so they could all be under this uniform commercial code thing. And did this replace their original town charter from the seventeen hundreds? Uh, this is what it's what most of them uh, claim to do, but mm-hmm. well, uh, well, not really because the uh, these towns are operating as these municipal corporations, and like I believe the city the city charter for Keene is actually the same as manchester it's the same as palmer massachusetts it's the same as a whole bunch it's just boilerplate mm-hmm. uniform commercial code 
stuff that was adopted in the 1920s. For the L.A. and Halloween story, I had a mm. quick note on that. So my sister actually lives in L.A., and she says that uh, that's totally reasonable that they're doing that. And then she, <laughs> also, she also said that um, in the city and on the news and stuff, she's already heard from uh, L.A. locals that they're saying, don't go home for Christmas, especially if you have a college age kid, mm. because like college because college kids, you know, are not taking it seriously and like going to parties and stuff well, so, because it's not a threat but, to them. It's really not right. a threat to most anybody. I mean, unless you're ultimately infirmly sick with serious illness and then you come down with this, it might finish you off, but uh, it might not. Right. I just wanted to bring it up because L.A. is, you know, freaking out about Halloween and they've already got their sights set on Christmas. But I had a different wow. topic to really t talk about. Um, I have a lawyer friend in Oklahoma and she says there's a new phenomenon with the protests. Um, like so Black Lives Matter has had Black Lives Matter painted on city streets and like D.C. and mm -hmm. New York and other places. So because they were granted a permit by these cities in which they were painted, it was almost an expression of freedom of speech on the roads by putting their slogan there. So now it's like by proxy. Does that mean, you know, I could go get a permit and write Hail Satan on there and <laughs> express my views? Gene, you were you were just about to start telling us about human trafficking of children. And you just barely right. started this story. What, what had happened? Well, every few years, the government's got to bring out this story about kidnapping of children and how how much we need them to save our children. And if you look at the, uh, and I post, I posted a link on the Discord, but to all the listeners out there, basically you go to Wikipedia and type in kidnapping, and you're going to come up with the page that I posted. And what they're trying to make you think, and a lot of people think that there are thousands of children being kidnapped every year and sold into sex slavery. And it's absolutely not true. It's not even close to true. If you look at the real numbers, the kids that are being reported as being kidnapped are basically taken by non-custodial parents. They have nothing oh. to do with child abuse. So nothing they're not being sold into sex, sex slavery or anything like that. Not even close. And also, hmm. runaways are falling into that category of kidnapped. And, hmm. you know, so anytime you've got a child that's not with the parent that they claim he's supposed to be with, then they call that a kidnapping case. And if you read those stories like the one... Well, let me tell you, Jane, let me interrupt to tell you that a 13-year-old girl who runs away, whether she chose to run away or not, she's almost certainly going to end up kidnapped at some point. Aria, look, most of the dads and the moms who are told by courts that they're not allowed to see their kids aren't rapists. That's not the reason they're sure. told they can't see their kids. I agree. It's usually because... I'm just saying that Gene's argument that, oh, well, this is clearly not sex trafficking because this well, is just a non-custodial parent. Not, that logic doesn't apply. Evidence. But unless you have evidence that it was sex trafficking... You don't have clearly evidence that not it was or wasn't. No, you don't have evidence that it was or wasn't. Neither right. do you. If I'm not no claiming evidence, to. I'm not saying they're fudging the numbers here, though. If there's no evidence, they are that they, fudging the numbers. If you the, don't, you can't make that claim okay, because but, you don't know that, Gene. You have. I just, to, I just did. You literally just said you can't know that. Okay, but anybody who's making a claim has to prove that claim. Yes. And Gene is making the claim. No, Gene is, Gene is making the claim that it's not sex trafficking. I'm making the claim that you don't know that. Okay, well, if there was any evidence of sex trafficking, they would have charged them with sex trafficking. They were not charged not with happened. it. Maybe.
Do you no, trust they the believe me. We trust the government now. Believe team? me, they will charge you. Believe me, they will charge yeah. you with over the top charges. They're Absolutely. not going to undercharge you. They Anything will overcharge they can find, you. They will charge you with. I'm just and surprised that so many people here trust the government. I don't trust the government, but they well, we apparently know how they people work. are trusting the government to rescue all these kids because that's what the news stories are saying, and so many people are eating it up. We know They're how just, the government works. It's just like Gene said; they throw as many charges at you as they possibly can. So if they have some evidence that a dad who's taken his his children is actually in point in allegedly molesting them or having you know selling them for sex slavery or something like that, they're going to likely bring those charges against. If they those, know about it, sure. From CBS Los Angeles, no trick or treating, no parties, no carnivals, and no festivals. How are they going to enforce this nonsense with violence, if necessary? How oh, else would okay. they do it? Obviously, uh, there are just a f- these are just a few of the Halloween traditions put on hold this year in the wake of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. This from the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health in a recently released guidelines, quote, door-to-door trick-or-treating is not allowed because it can be very difficult to maintain proper social distancing on porches. And it wouldn't it be hard doors. at all. Just instead of knocking, just leave the candy out for kids to grab. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do here at this uh, studio, not because I care about social distancing, but because we're on the air during Halloween, and so we can't have people knocking on the door and and doing that. So it's easier to leave it out there. But look, I mean, the fact is, if you leave a bunch of candy out front, some kid's going to come and they're going to pick the whole bowl up and dump it right into their their little baggie, right? Yeah. Uh, That's going to happen. So one way you can... Which is why, ideally, the parents would be with the kids, right? Ideally, uh, but you know, you know that you have there's the a older certain kids age. Who, no, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a certain age where it's, sure. you're too cool to be out with your parents, right? You don't want to be out. You you still want to go out and get some candy, but you don't want to go with mom and dad, right? And uh, so the way you deal with that is you only put a limited amount of candy in, and then you can like go out from time to time. So like I'll go out on the breaks okay. and I'll kind of check the status of the candy, and if needed, I'll add some more and then then go back in. But that's not as much fun, right? Like that's not. That's just feeding candy to the neighborhood for the sake of feeding candy and, you know, giving the kids some candy. So what can families do, asks CBS Los Angeles, to celebrate the spooky holiday? Quote, they can participate in online parties. Oh, God. (laughs) We both had to facepalm on that one for those who didn't see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even watching you do it. I didn't even know you did it. I, I, I was fully facepalmed. Yeah, I did too, but I saw you doing it, so I was like, oh no, I actually need to say something. I, I'm going to wait for my facepalm until you're finished God. with yours. Online parties and contests such as costume or pumpkin carving. Because <laughs> I just, uh, it's just hard to really express. I, I know, man. I know. It's hard to really express how disappointing. And how lame all of this is. And an online party? That's not a thing. That's never going to be a thing. Okay? I I understand if you have your online friends, and I'm not trying to take away from people that, you know, get on World of Warcraft and have their group of friends, and that's their social circle. I mean, you know, great. I'm I'm glad that you do that. But don't tell me that it's the same thing that you're going to have as good of a party or even one-tenth of as good of a, a gathering in the online world as you are in real life. Don't tell me your costume contest is going to be as much fun 
or even a fraction of as much fun if you can't see the whole costumed room at once. All right, you ended up finding a uh, freshly broken news update about this uh, terrible news out of California, Los Angeles County, banning all Halloween-related activities, everything from door-to-door trick-or-treating to to parties— to costume events or whatever, carnivals, festivals, live entertainment, haunted house attractions, all prohibited. Uh, But they've rolled back at least some of this. As of two hours ago, you got some news from CNN. Yeah, this was brought to my attention by Ratspeed. So Ratspeed, thanks for that. Uh, Coming to us from CNN, trick-or-treating won't be banned in Los Angeles County anymore this Halloween, but it's still not recommended, health officials said. They're still going to ban parties. There's, oh, those are those are banned. We already know about that. They're arresting people for that. Uh, right. Carnivals are definitely still going to be banned. Festivals, live entertainment, and haunted house attractions. So the only thing they're jumping back on here is the door-to-door stuff. Yes. But they're still strongly recommending against it. Yes. So here's the and question. And a lot of people will take that to be law. They will. Because that's what we've seen here in New Hampshire. Right. Even though it's not the law, they still pretend like it is. And most people just go along to get along because, well, they don't, either they don't want to come up with a, into conflict with what they believe will be the police or they don't want to come into conflict with what, their neighbors. So I did get talked into running for re-election, as some of you know from my state house seat. And I won my primary yesterday, and I don't think that anybody um, – I didn't expect it. My opponent didn't expect it. But I ended up picking up enough votes in Hampton to, to uh, pull through in the primary. Congratulations. And uh, what I, uh, yeah, State House pays $100 a year. <laughs> uh, but the, well, the point I wanted to make was um, that's the kind of enthusiasm uh, we need in the State House. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, the Liberty Republicans are all great, but uh, there's, there's, you know, no ambition as far as, you know, some kind of agenda. It's all pretty much just get government off your back. That's so, a pretty uh, good agenda, uh, though. Well, yeah, I, well, I would really like it if they could get the the governor off of my back. Uh, the his excellency Chris Sununu, who unfortunately won his primary yesterday too, and he has been an absolute tyrant here in New Hampshire. It hasn't been as bad as say New York State, but it's by no means New Hampshire has not been the freest of the fifty states on the the COVID response. Uh, yeah, in general. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a little twisty. Um, around the country, generally, the Democrat states are worse than New Hampshire. The Republican or governors, the Republican governors, except for Charlie Baker down in Mass, kind mm-hmm. of rhino. Um, but the Republican governors are almost all better than Sununu. I think in one of the calls with the, uh, as legislators were invited to these conference calls, one of the calls, I think they basically admitted it was voluntary, and if they ever tried to take it to court, you don't have legislative backing. I don't think even an emergency, even if there are a tidal wave coming in, I don't think that the governor really has, you know, like powers of arrest unless it's like martial law, you know, some kind of foreign invasion or something. I think but you're right thing, about that. I think that is the correct interpretation legally that they will lose in court. And that's why they aren't they're not going this, you know, as far as, you know, we think that they could go. But ultimately, we don't have enough business owners who are willing to stand up and really prove that case mm-hmm. and really try to to run their business the way they want to. They're just all obeying. Well, but businesses tend to follow the customers, and the majority of customers are now saying, we're just not going to wear a mask, and that's it. Well, that's not what's happening uh, in Keene. Uh, in well, Keene, they, they have a, a local ordinance that is mandating people wear masks that definitely uh, needs to I be challenged. Huh? 
Exeter, Exeter and Portsmouth did that too. Those are Democrat yep. run towns. Also Nashua, but, uh, Plymouth, and I think yep. a couple other places yep. have done it. Was yep. that Manchester trying to do it with a thousand dollar fine attached? Yeah, Manchester's in the process right now. I don't know where that stands. They had a protest about that last night. Max, any final thoughts? Go ahead. Uh, so I, what I wanted to call about was the good news is that LibertyBallot.com everywhere else um, got pretty good, maybe not full on like Ron Paul Republicans, but we got Steve Negron, Matt Mowers, Corky. Mendel, yeah, most people don't know these names. So, you know, our listeners aren't aren't paying attention to New Hampshire yep. politics, and I don't even know who most of these people are. Aria looks beautiful tonight. Um, okay. And um, I wanted to talk about her running for sheriff. I think it's very brave of you, and I think it's like pretty cool because, you know, what you are doing is a service, and I know that you would be a great sheriff despite, I mean, I don't know you personally, but I know you from being online and hearing you, and I've listened to hours and hours of, you know, what you think and your ideologies, and I think you would be one of the best sheriffs in this country. Because I have one of the worst sheriffs in the country. You've seen this guy on TV. Uh, Where do you live? You're in Florida. There's probably like 100 sheriffs in Florida. his name's Grady Judd. Okay, I've never heard of him. Uh, You've seen pictures of him. I doubt it. Anyways. No, no. He probably looks like every other sheriff, though. So, I mean, they they do have like a certain look, law enforcement. Uh, 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 you know, like that pyro guy. He's a pyro guy. No. Is this a guy that Will used to talk about, who was like buying submarines and stuff? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah, he is pretty bad. He does a lot of pedo stings, which is good. But these cops around here, these sheriffs are like cockroaches. They're on every friggin' corner. You know what was cool about your campaign so far, Aria, was. Uh, a few days ago, several days ago, there was a group of haters that popped up on the internet, and <laughs> they endorsed the guy who normally runs for sheriff as the Republican candidate here, a guy That'd named Earl Nelson. Nelson. Well, let's not say the guy who normally runs, the guy who used to run. Right. He didn't run this year. Because now we have a new person running each you. time. Uh, th- but he didn't run this year, which was an obvious, deliberate choice. It's not like Earl just forgot. It's not like Earl didn't know. Right? right, like Earl knows he's the guy who ran the last five times, or however long it's been, basically the last decade, and he's lost every single time to the same guy, uh, Eli Rivera, who uh, longtime listeners will remember that name from back when we had Sam Dodson on the air, and he was he was uh, prone to violence. Let's just say that. And so now you filed in this particular race. Earl Nelson was nowhere to be found. But all of a sudden, some people in a local town in this area uh, posted online that they should write in Earl Nelson's name yes. on the ballot. And, and they were extremely – props to them. The, their they networking, were successful at it. Yeah, their networking abilities, their communication abilities, they were incredible. Well, that one week, they managed to get Earl Nelson enough votes where I only beat him by like 50 in that town. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.